life in a society becomes routine and predictable at some point. Everyone knows each other's secrets, where they've been, what they're up to. Almost repetitive in a certain sense. And reminiscent to life, so are people. But every once in a while, you get to hear a story so bizarre, it'll make you fly off the handle. Welcome to the Thrill Gauge Podcast. This is episode 1 of The Neighbourhood. I'm your host, Dominic De Silva. So let's begin. In the late 1980s, schools around town used to have a reputation for child abuse. In one of the schools, a teacher by the name of Arul Mary had a tendency of abusing students. This caused a mass hatred among the students for her. At around 1am, a sharp axe shone beneath the flickering streetlight. A shadowy figure stood in the empty street like a predator searching for their prey. A 24-year-old accountant, Sharon, hears a knock on her door at around 2am, but is immediately knocked out upon answering. After a couple days, everyone starts their day by drinking tea, having breakfast, vegetable vendors are setting up shop. All of a sudden, there's a huge commotion at the tea store. The radio notifies of an accidental fire that had occurred in a nearby hospital due to a short circuit. People are discussing it and considering going and taking a look for themselves. Ramu, the colony watchman, while sipping his tea, observes a man walking into the colony and does not stop even while called out to. Ramu scolds the man and explains that he could lose his job because of him. The man introduces himself as Mukesh and then proceeds to mention that he is hearing impaired and in search for a house to rent. Ramo explains how the area is filled with uncultured people. He shows examples of three people at the tea stall, Dilip, Victor and Matthew, who always discuss absurd business ideas, pull pranks on unsuspecting victims who are into countless petty cases on eve teasing and also points out a person who was beaten up for public indecency. He also points out the owner of a local business who was into land grabbing, trespassing, defacing private and public property and other such underhand and illegal activities. Most of them were youngsters in their 20s. He explains that the area is not suitable for a decent person. Ramu then gets a phone call from the local maid and is informed of a foul order from Sharon's house and is asked to arrive immediately. A few concerned citizens accompany Ramu as it's only a few meters away. People gather at the crime scene and notice Sharon's arms and legs are severed and the body is drained of blood. And there's also a marking in blood on her t-shirt in the form of an X pattern. Authorities arrive at the crime scene. Satya, the sub-inspector of police, tries his best to investigate but finds no clues. Satya orders the constable to gather the girl's contacts and ask around if any suspicious activity was detected the previous two nights. Flabbergasted and disgusted by the event, Satya decides to travel back to the police station and sees his close friend Anand on the way and decides to stop to chat for a bit. Anand, an ex-cop, is excited to see Satya since they have met after a long time. They discuss life and about Anand's wife Ishita's miscarriage, which led to mental shock and eventual paralysis because of which he had to quit the force. 
Satya then briefs Anand about the recent case and Anand, like anyone else, is shocked too and tells him he has never seen a case like this in his entire career. Satya then tells Anand how important he is to the department and requests for his help on the case. Anand reluctantly agrees. Satya goes to the office and sends word for the autopsy reports. After a couple of days at the office, Satya gets the autopsy reports of Sharon. This shocks him even further because it was revealed that Sharon was injected with animal blood inside her arms and legs and later was cut up into pieces. He also gets information that three people were misbehaving with Sharon a week before her death. According to reports, she was receiving repeated phone calls from a suspicious number which was registered to a fake identity. A week later, the Vetal residency, which is opposite Sharon's, receives an emergency call from the hospital stating that their family friend had met with an accident. So they rush immediately, leaving their children, Sharad and Nisi Vetal, in charge of the house. Sharad and Nisi watch a program on television while awaiting their parents' return. Not so long after, Sharad hears a thumping knock, and to his surprise, he sees a well-built individual in a black hoodie. His face covered with a mask and is holding a blood-stained axe. The killer tries to hit Sharad, but he manages to defend himself and orders Nisi to lock herself in a room on the top floor. The attacker pushes Sharad against the wall, banging his head against it. Nisi runs to the top floor and screams at the top of her lungs. This scares her neighbors. Hearing the commotion, the neighbors come out of their houses and notice a person booking it from the direction of the Vetal's house. Upon catching him, they notice that he was Matthew, so they catch and thrash him. Finally, Dilip and Victor come to his rescue. When people try to investigate the sound, they find that Nisi was brutally killed in the same fashion as Sharon. Mr. and Mrs. Vetal come back home and are shocked to notice both their kids are attacked in this way. Anand, who is a family friend of Vetal, arrives at the scene immediately and gets emotional but tries to console the family. They find Sharad still breathing, so they take him to the hospital and discover that he is in a coma. It is at this moment he firmly decides to help with the investigation. He promises Mr. Vetal that he would catch the killer and would not spare him. People explain to Anand that they have seen Matthew running from the direction of Nessie's house. Mr. Vetal confidently informs Anand that Dilip and Matthew are his daughter's killers, as Matthew has been harassing her for a long time. Meanwhile, Satya arrives at the scene and sees Anand trying to interrogate Dilip, Matthew and Victor and takes these people into custody. The next day, Anand gets into action and tries to investigate further. He was also suspicious of Ramu, the watchman, as he had been missing at the time of both murders. Anand informs Satya the same and asks him to interrogate Ramu, but he is still missing. So they break into his house. Upon searching his cupboard, Satya finds packets filled with blood. Just then, Ramu enters and tries to flee upon seeing the discovered blood packets, but is caught by Anand. Satya thrashes Ramu and interrogates him further. Ramu confesses that the blood packets were ordered by none other than Mrs. Vetal. Satya also gets a call saying that the suspicious phone number actually belonged to Dilip, who was also in contact with Mrs. Vetal the previous night. Mrs. Vetal, Ramu, Dilip and Matthew are taken into custody. 
But the next evening, another murder happens in a similar fashion.